Well, Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, it's good to have you here. And Victoria, welcome to the show too. Hi, thank you. Your Victoria is the uh, final member of the Brain Trust here at the Reclamation Society that has made it onto the podcast finally. Um, I'm so happy. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for being I'm here. Pumped to be here. It's so fun. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna dig deeper here into the hero's journey. And whether or not the hero's journey is applicable to both male and female characters, uh, in other words, does the hero's journey and the heroine's journey, do they match or are they different, particularly as we look at um, sort of the modern day? And we're even going to talk about whether or not the hero's journey still works in the modern, in the modern storytelling framework that we find ourselves in. Um, so this will be really fun. And, and this is, by the way, a, a concept that Joel pitched me. So thanks for pitching this, Joel. This is great. Um, I had actually two pitches for the Heroes Journey podcast, like within two weeks of each other. I was like, whoa, people want to talk about this. So, hey, there you go. Um, I already mentioned to, to these guys that I'm uh, not an expert in the Heroes Journey at all. So we'll, we'll be digging into it. Um, it. Fortunately, it is fairly prevalent in our mm -hmm. storytelling. And so, therefore, there's a lot of things you can call upon to kind of analyze it. But so, I have the first question uh, for you guys here today. And um, Joel, I'll start with you on this question since you pitched this topic to me. There are 12 steps uh, of the hero's journey. I'm going to read them off really quick just to recap it, so people listening and watching can can follow along with us. But the first is the ordinary world. The second is the call to adventure. The third is the refusal of the call. The fourth is the meeting the mentor. The fifth is the crossing the threshold. The sixth is tests, allies, and enemies. Seven, approach to the inmost cave. Eight, the ordeal. Nine, reward, parenthetical, seizing the sword. Ten, the roadblock. Eleven, resurrection. Twelve, return with the elixir. So that's kind of the, the stages of the hero's journey, if you will. So, Joel, tell me, what stories in your mind exemplify this format for the hero's journey? Oh, man. Uh, all my favorite ones. And I kind of <laughs> made this backwards. I, I, I knew nothing about the hero's journey until fairly recently. Hmm. And I was so excited to find out that um, all of the stories that I love uh, really fit this template. So, I mean, you, you know, you've got Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, the, the classic stories of uh, Edmund Spencer and the Fairy Queen, um, Harry Potter, uh, The Matrix. Uh, Matrix is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, mm. And uh, and then, you know, ultimately the the, the story, the, the true story, the the, uh, the fairy tale that is is real, um, you know, the story of, uh, of creation and the fall and, and uh, Jesus's redemption of mankind. Um, mm. And so, um, you know, I, I probably Star Wars for me. I, I experienced Star Wars for the first time when I was about 12 or 13, when it was re-released re in theaters. Uh, mm. I remember that in the late 90s when George Lucas did the special editions. I saw it for mm -hmm. the first time and I'm completely blown away. And it's stuck with me ever since. So, and it, and it was cool to kind of discover later on how, how closely Star Wars follows that template. I mean, to a T, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It like walks through each one. Which scene should we have now? Well, right. if we're on approach to the inmost cave, let's do that scene. <laughs> I think the script was really just like Joseph Campbell, and they were like, "Here you go." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, do you, yeah. do you see any others that have appeared here that you uh, like? He was literally like listing all the ones that I had kind of <laughs> jotted down: Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Matrix, all of these, and Star Wars again for me. And I think. Um, was the thing that got me most interested in story in the beginning mm. and so it's shaped a lot of my uh, my i don't know my dives into story whether that's in literature or film or whatever it is for sure yeah yeah star wars is kind of quintessential for yeah anybody that fits into our yeah. age group we're probably we're probably a few different ages here but um <laughs> anybody that fits into mm -hmm. this group that grew up with star wars as being like a predominant uh you know form of our story development yeah. i mean that's just kind of a big deal yeah and I, and I honestly like didn't come up with anything i, I it's so funny too because i was like i wonder if they're gonna say the matrix so i put the matrix down like what's it i, I want to say the matrix just in case we don't say it you both said the matrix so i was like all right, all right well, I, don't have, I don't have anything yeah. to add i mean you can also like 
add like the Lion yeah. King oh excellent uh, into excellent. that. Um, yeah, that's one Most that I had thought about. But stories too, like the first Spider-Man. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting too yeah. because some of these that we're talking about occur over the course of trilogies um or some of them even probably longer like harry mm -hmm. potter probably you could find elements of the hero's journey even into the later films um whereas you know with some of these other films it's like it all happens in one movie <laughs> it's like the entire hero's journey plays out in one movie <laughs> um so i'll start with you this time victoria how does the hero's journey inform oh, yeah. us about how the world works like does it reveal a core truth about the human experience that conveys some sort of deep meaning or like why are we finding so much so many stories that do it, and why are we finding so much value in these stories? Yeah, I think that at the core of the hero's journey is, um, I wrote it down here, yeah. I'm just going to reference it because I think I'm more eloquent <laughs> when I write. Um, it like identifies things that we struggle with, and then it gives us mm. meaning for those struggles. So uh, it gives us a want or a desire. Uh, whether that's something that we originally want, uh, there's the refusal of the call. So it's not always something that a hero wants originally, but ultimately it's for our good or for the goodness of everybody. And um, it helps, the hero has to overcome his, his or her own flaws in order to achieve their goal or want. And so I think that's something that we're all kind of searching for is we have a want and we want to know what we have to do in order to overcome. And then we find meaning during that. And it gives us hope during the struggle and it helps us identify like those moments of, uh, I don't know, of overcoming mm. what we have been working through for sure. Mm. Yeah, there's like moments of significance in our life. Yes. There we go. That's yeah. a milestone right That's there. Like, That's a milestone. I did it. A moment yeah. of triumph. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, I agree. I think it's it it speaks to um, really where we find meaning um, in our lives, and it's it's uh, it follows all of those journeys. And, and one thing that I was fascinated by when I started to study the hero's journey of how it's cyclical. You know, this this isn't mm -hmm. something that happens just once over the course of our lifetime. This, these are a bunch of little journeys that we take, um, overcoming obstacles, uh, facing something you know, within ourselves that, that might be scarier that we don't want to talk about or don't want to, to deal with, but then coming through that and coming past that. And then once you come out of that, it's, you're at it again, you do it again. It's, it's something mm -hmm. that happens all through our lives. Um, and I think especially now, um, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, we live in 21st century America, very, we're so prosperous and, and we have, pretty much all our material needs met and we don't want for met for many things. A lot mm. of us don't. And, and so I think there's a, there's a genuine search for meaning that people have, um, a search for struggle, a search for something that, uh, that is transcendent. Mm. Um, that I think that these stories really, really speak to or awaken in us, uh, you know, again and again. And I think that we, we don't realize, I, I think a lot of times we don't realize why we resonate so, closely with these stories um, until we really dig into it. But um, mm. it's, it's kind of the story of all of our lives, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it gives us hope. Most of the stories based on the hero's journey are ones of triumph at the end. And so um, especially when we go to film, it can, it can be escapist. And so we want to see that moment of triumph. We want to believe that there is uh, a light at the end of whatever tunnel you're currently journeying through and films, literature, comic books, everything gives us that hope most of the time. Not everything does, but uh, the hero's journey, I think, certainly does. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it, I think you guys are right on. There, there, is a, um, there is a sense that if, if left to our own uh, like innermost thoughts, we would want to just be taken care of, right? Like we would, we are, we are uh, creatures of comfort. We would like people to just take care of us. And mm. yet there's this retelling of a story which fits the hero's journey, which is no, actually the thing that's difficult for you is the thing that is good for you to do. Mm. Um, and I think that that is a story that is worth telling. I think it's interesting though, that uh, we fight this battle 
Um, and we're all probably very of very similar faiths on this podcast. But we fight this battle, which I think is really interesting, and that is that we tell ourselves these heroes' journey stories. Um, but Joel, you started hinting at it earlier because the story of Jesus Christ is in some ways very similar to a hero's journey. Um, and it's almost like we, we can tell ourselves these stories till we're blue in the face, but technically speaking, like we're not going to overcome death. Like we're not, there's, there's certain things in life that, that are just tragic that we will not be able to overcome. And so to your point, Victoria, I think we get into these um, interesting ways of looking at things where we tell ourselves this is something we should invest in. And that's true. But also, we, it is a somewhat escapist because it's not always true. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations that we're just left with a really bad situation and there's yeah. not a hero's journey way out of it, so to speak. Right. I think yeah. they, they kind of remind us, you know, the, there's the hero's journey movies and then there's movies that are maybe more realistic that tell us straight, you know, tale of reality. Mm. And the, the hero's journey reminds us of not, a, not necessarily what is, but what should be. Mm. And I, mm. I loved the line, and I can't remember the line exactly. In the, uh, the they did the live action remake of, of Cinderella, where they talk about how, um, you know, this isn't about how things are. This is about how things should mm. be. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's just that they're all kind of little reminders of us that there's something above, you know, mm. this this reality that we live in that is messy and doesn't have happy endings all the time, and we fail again and again. But there is an ideal that uh, really it's like it strikes a chord in our heart when we see it. We know that it's right. Yeah. In fact, to that point, I, I did a workshop one time. And the workshop wasn't specifically about uh, fiction and storytelling. It's more about like how to tell an effective story just in general, just any kind of story. Yeah. But it was very interesting because it talked, uh, talked about um, basically what you would describe as the hero's journey, but in, in fewer steps. And the concept of generally stories begin with shalom. You might call it the ordinary world. Everything is as it should be according to what the world looks like. And then something devastating happens. And then the rest of the story is how do we, how do we recapture shalom in some way or even improve upon what we thought was originally shalom, but we're getting to a different place. And I think that that's, that's ultimately the story of, of, of humans, right? Like of us trying to figure out how to get back to Shalom. So that's really, a really cool, really cool discussion. So now let's take a look at this, like the hero's journey. Now, does anybody know when the hero's journey was originally kind of uh, entertained by Campbell? Do you, you guys know when that was? Off the top of my head, I don't. Maybe Joel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did he kind of get his stuff from Carl Jung a little bit? Probably, probably. Yeah. Mm. Wikipedia, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody should Wikipedia it and will let us know. But I'm just, my, my, I'm curious as to how, how, how impactful the hero's journey has been over time. Because we talked about a lot of different movies that we mentioned Star Wars. Because George Lucas has mentioned over and over again that he used this stuff as a baseline for his storytelling. But then even like the Matrix, we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and as we start to look at the differences between male and female characters relative to this i'm wondering if in the last decade there have been any major changes or can you think of any examples that have been made changes that have been made to the hero's journey i don't know joel do you have you have you thought of anything that's kind of changed along the way as people have explored this concept yeah so I, there's i've noticed some things that i can't quite maybe make sense of maybe you maybe you guys can help me but mm. there's there are there are uh, heroes journeys that have a central hero or a heroine mm. and um but generally the those journeys work the same way and a good example of a, a i think a traditional hero's journey that has a heroine at the center is um the hunger games you have katniss everdeen you have mm. you know, the mentor and hamish and the, the whole yeah. process that she goes through um but it's it doesn't stray from that that formula of the hero's journey really at all and as far as I can tell, and, and it, it doesn't seem like uh, there's a necessarily uh, strictly feminine um, or female aspect to to that central character. You could almost replace it with a male character and it wouldn't change the story that much. But it seems like there's been a, a bit of a change recently with some of the movies that have come out. And I'll give a few examples where I've seen this. Um, Captain Marvel was one. 
um, Rey as the central character in Star Wars, um, Elsa in Frozen, and then uh, Harley, I, I saw Birds of Prey a few weeks ago, Harley Quinn. Mm. And it seems like there's this new sort of heroine's journey or a, maybe even a, a specifically feminine hero's journey that is taking place in these movies where it it doesn't seem to be i guess the way in in layman's terms the way i've always thought of the the traditional hero's journey is you go from zero to hero you got this guy who's kind of a loser is it got a boring life and he he you know goes on this heroic journey and comes back better whereas the these movies captain marvel ray and star wars elsa is more of a, a journey of self-discovery where they started out powerful. They started out, you know, very powerful and capable and, and incredible. And their journey is more, it's not so much a journey of becoming better or becoming more competent. It's a, it's a journey of self-discovery, discovering how powerful you, you really were. And I just thought it was interesting. And I'm, I'm wondering where that comes from and, and if there's any precedent for it in, in older literature, um, and if it even fits in the template of the hero's journey, it's just it's so so curious to me. Um, and I'm as a as a layman here, just you know, interested in stories. I'm wondering what that's all about. You know. Mm. Yeah, that's a really fascinating uh, uh, point uh, to bring up about those stories and kind of comparing and contrasting with Hunger Games. Um, I think it's really interesting. How do I say that? When I look at stories like Captain Marvel, um, you mentioned uh, Ray and Birds of Prey and how they are journeys of self-discovery. I don't know that it changes the actual story of like the hero's journey so much as um, some of the the themes that we uh, push with feminine with stories about females tend to be more about self-discovery. They tend to be more about like, you already are powerful. This is just how you need to harness it and show it. Um, one thing that I was contemplating as I was thinking about, about the hero's journey and the heroine's journey is Ray versus Luke, because a lot of people talk about Force Awakens is so similar to um, the first Star Wars movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're like, it's the same. But one of the things that I think is really fascinating that they chose to do is Ray is in a place where she's waiting for a family to return to her mm. and Luke is tied by a family. Mm. It is seen more as a burden for him and for Ray it's seen as like a gift. Like, I just want this family. And for Luke it's like, ah, if I didn't have my family, I could go join the rebellion and really do what I want to do. And I think a lot of that is, um, more tied to where we are at as a culture and mm. less about the hero versus the heroine's journey. I think mm. that that is just a kind of a process of change and you can plug in a male or a female, but maybe the themes mm. uh, tend to reflect our culture and where we're at mm. more. And I think self-discovery and finding a woman's power is very honestly on trend. And so uh, we tend to emphasize that it's, yeah, it's very current. And we tend to emphasize that in our stories about women right now, um, more than we do for men. I don't know that we think men as a culture need to go on a journey of self-discovery. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think, well, I think that the, the question is a really fascinating one because it gets at sort of like, current pop culture no. and what mm -hmm. kind of stories we like you just talked about Victoria but what what kind of stories we want to tell each other about mm -hmm. how the world works because stories are all about helping us understand how to interact with the world right like how do we interact with the world based on the stories that are being told to us and the stories that we tell to other people um and it seems to me that there are some significant differences it also seems to me like I guess the, the first question you would have to ask, you have to ask two questions. One, is there anything that is inherently different between the sexes? Because there's, there's, we're, we're living in a yeah. world now where we've identified lots of different 
um, gender identities, right? So there's like, mm -hmm. there's your, your sex, there's your gender identity. And now there's, it would make sense to me if there were different things that those characters were facing that needed to be told in different ways. So if you take, if you take, I think the Luke uh, Ray comparison is really good because if you take Luke's journey, Luke starts out as basically completely naive and sort of an idiot. I mean, like one of his first lines is like whining about not being able to go to Toshi Station, right? Like, yeah. um, you wanted some power seem... converters, guys. <laughs> That's right. You wanted the power converters so bad. Um, whereas with Ray, you don't get the sense at all. The first thing she does is stand up to uh, stand up to, to somebody so that she saves BB-8. It's one of the first. I mean, obviously she's scavenging and stuff like that, but. Right. We see her be more like assertive, whereas we see Luke and it's kind of like Luke's such a he's such a nerd, you know, like um, and that, so we're starting the character journey uh, in a very different place. I would venture a guess um, that traditionally, if you were to showcase Ray and put just like swap the two characters, um, it would it would feel as if. Well, two things. One, the fact that our society is largely still patriarchal in nature means that as a female character, we don't need to explore the naivety. The naivety does not come from, the first step is not uh, overcoming naivety. The first step is having confidence in yourself um, because mm -hmm. perhaps you've been told in society that you're supposed to fit a certain mold Whereas with Luke's, the, the mold that Luke is supposed to fill is like, dude, start taking care of yourself. Like, we don't want to see you, like, you know? So I'm, I'm wondering if that's a part of it. Is it inherent in our societal narratives? We've kind of said there haven't been a lot of female lead characters. And so if we were to show them as, as initially being naive, it, it would almost feel, it would almost feel backwards or wrong. And it's more, it's better maybe to say you're super capable, but you just don't know it because you don't yeah. But I don't know. That's I, I'm putting out there the like our, like we're like we're crafting these narratives to try to kind of move the culture a little bit towards um, uh, one of more equality or or maybe. But I think I think some of it might be just inherent in the in the um, in the experience. So in other words, like uh, in other words, now now granted, I think what you might see as well because we're we're hearing a lot of. Um, the term uh, incel, invol involuntary celibate for young males. And now, now it makes me question like, okay, well, is, is, does that mean that there need to be more male heroes journey stories so that those, because the, the general um, incel uh, stereotype um, is that the incel is staying home playing video games and not getting out into the world and not doing things, right? Which would then say that the hero's journey makes kind of a lot of sense for that story to be told in that in that marketplace. Granted, yeah, I, I, all video true. games are kind of the hero's journey, so I feel like they're kind yeah. of getting that message. But go it's ahead. True. True. No, I, I think that that's why uh, folks like, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson have had such a mass appeal to millions of young men um, you know, I, I think he, he speaks very strongly against that kind of that insult culture that's that's all about rights uh, mm -hmm. and, and not about responsibility. And that's that's Jordan Peterson's appeal, that that kind of call to responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want your life to be a certain way, take responsibility for that and then go on a journey to to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And um, that I think that's the, the same reason I think millions of young boys flock to you know, the, the Luke Skywalker uh, story is, I, I think there's a, a thread there that it's the, it's the same reason people are flocking to Jordan Peterson right now. There's that, there's that longing for wanting to take responsibility for something in a culture mm -hmm. that doesn't place uh, a lot of um, importance on, on that. Mm -hmm. Victoria, you were going to say something? Yeah, it's interesting because uh, is it, I think it's fair to say you were saying that for Ray, it's it's a journey of um, owning the power that she already has. And for Luke, he's like naive and needs to learn. Is that a fair summary? I think that, yeah, I'm throwing out the hypothesis. Yeah. And I would have to test right. it. I'm not saying this. Yeah. Right, right. So taking that hypothesis, I mm -hmm. think that both are a kind of naivete, though. 
Sure. If, whether or not, if you're if you're unaware that you have power, then you are naive and need mm -hmm. to learn to own it in the same yeah. way that I would say Luke does have power in this right. world and he's just not making those decisions. And so in relationship to the hero's journey, they both have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Ray has to choose to leave and Luke has mm -hmm. to choose to mm -hmm. leave. And it's very easy to compare those two since we're all aware how similar those two particular films <laughs> are. Sure, but, just, but just different themes. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think that for when we tell the story of women, and I'm using these terms very broadly, because when you're having a conversation about men and women, you have to be broad, yeah. I think. There, and, and, we, and we should make that <laughs> disclaimer is like, there's yeah. so many different experiences that there, there's no way to say, so we're talking in generalities here. For yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I wouldn't, I think we have archetypes for what it means to be male and female. Yep, exactly. Um, and so I'm just dealing with those, whether or not I agree with those particular archetypes. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Which but, is the main criticism of Jordan Peterson, by the way, because he just deals yes. mainly with the archetypes. And, so, and, and and then people will just like, they, they, they it, he's, he's faced a lot of criticism for just dealing with the archetypes. Uh, but, but I admit, we, I don't, I haven't read any Jordan yeah, Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't he's, know. He's kind of what all he's done is he's taken kind of the myth, the Joseph Campbell myth, and uh -huh. he's like apply this to your own life. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. You're the hero of your own story, take responsibility, face down the monster, and make your life better. That's kind of his, yeah. his whole thing. Which I think is a is a story that needs to be told to everybody. I mean, yes. I think everybody yeah. needs to own their own journey, and they need to own the choices that they make and deal with those consequences. And mm. and so that's why for me, like hero versus heroine, I don't think the journey itself is different. I think a lot of the time, mm. it's a reflection of our culture and mm. what we're trying to communicate about our culture, what prescriptive ideals we have versus descriptive, idea, uh, descriptive circumstances. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I really think it's more about the themes and, and the, um, what they have to learn. That's where I think mm. it tends to be different. Mm. Specifically, like Captain Marvel, uh, they, as soon as, is spoiler alert, I guess, Jude yeah. Law's character <laughs> says, like, you have to learn to control your emotions. I was like, well, now I know he's a bad guy because there is no way mm. that that is the message of this film. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that the female needs to learn to control her emotions in order to be powerful. Mm. Um, so, which I, I think is an interesting, it's interesting to go into films kind of acknowledging where we are at culturally. And so what kind of message would, you know, Disney or right. uh, anybody want to put out there? You mentioned though, uh, different heroes journeys. And I wondered if either of you were familiar with Dan Harmon's story circle which is kind of the hero's journey collapsed. It, I, it keeps getting referred to me in YouTube videos, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not familiar with it that much. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost like he condensed. Yeah. It so it if you're a more generic, right? Yeah. Or yeah. It's just eight steps and it's very, mm. it's a lot simpler. Um, if you're a fan of community or Rick and Morty, it's very easy to oh, see, nice. <laughs> but it's uh, character and comfort. Okay. And then they want something followed by they enter an unfamiliar situation because of that want. Mm. They mm. adapt to that situation and they get what they want, but they pay a heavy price. So they realize what they wanted will cost them a lot. Mm. And then they return back to the familiar having changed. Mm. Sometimes that's with the thing they wanted or sometimes that's like, oh, I realize it's not actually what I wanted. Mm. And so it works especially well for sitcoms since uh, it typically has them go right back to where they started. <laughs> You're right, right. Which is ideal for sitcom. Every episode, it's, it's the same same thing every episode, story? Uh, it's not every single episode, but I think the pilot for Community is a great example of the story circle, for for sure. Yeah. So this is interesting. If we, if we were to look at, to your point, Victoria, which I think is a mm -hmm. really good one. So Luke and Ray, do have different sort of 
internal things going on that are the impetus for their journeys. Mm -hmm. But if you did compare them, go down the list, like the ordinary world, Ray is on Jakku and, and Luke is on Tatooine, and they're, we know that they need to move. Like both of them are not in good places um, when they start out. Mm -hmm. uh, for slightly different reasons, for slightly different internal issues that the characters are facing. But to your point, it's still the same journey. There's the call to adventure for both of them. They both refuse the call. <laughs> Ray's like, yep. we gotta go back to Jakku. Why does everybody want to go like, back to Jakku? Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, there's now... Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the, the one thing that's sort of interesting is the meeting the mentor. I would say that that has a slightly different, it seems to me, this is a slightly different connotation when you take Captain Marvel, when you take Rey, um, what are some of the other ones that I had referenced down here? You take, well, Ripley and Alien, that's a completely different kind of deal. Um, but if you take, if you just take those two examples, the, the mentor is, that's slightly different. Is that true or no? You like, said Rey and what, Captain Marvel? Yeah, Rey and Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel, yeah, I don't think you would call um, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Nick Fury, I don't think you'd call him a mentor, right? Oof. He's the closest thing she has, probably. I, yeah. I admit, I haven't seen the movie in a while. I saw it yeah. back when it came out. I think originally we're supposed to think of Jude Law's character as more her mentor, and then is replaced by yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's character. Um, yeah, and, and so it almost seems like from the from the female perspective, with and, and we're taking a very microcosm cut at this because I'm talking yeah. about just Ray and Captain Marvel. Yeah, they don't have the same sort of even when Ray gets to Luke, it's kind of like Luke's like, yeah, whatever, you got to figure this out on your own to a certain extent. Um, so, need, he said, I think to Yoda, she right. Has, there's nothing we have to offer her. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of a difference in the mentor category because. Like, Obi-Wan is super mentoring to Luke. He's just right. like, yeah, use the Force, I'm going to come back to you as a ghost. He's oftentimes wrong, which is kind of hilarious. But um, Or or you could take uh, the same thing as, uh, with um, with Neo. You guys both mentioned the Matrix. And mm -hmm. Morpheus is very much a mentor to Neo along the way. So I don't know if there's a difference there. Now, again, the reason I bring those things up is that, like, I think that you're that essentially you're right, Victoria, that the journeys are the same. It's just that it feels like there could be different considerations for female characters based on I, I don't know I don't know what the impetus for it is I I tend to think it's because of the uh, overabundance of good old boys clubs and the overabundance of patriarchy that has been really negative um, for mm. a lot of women. Because if you look at if you look at the stories that are being that are coming out of Hollywood in the last two years and the Me Too movement, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of problems here. Like there, this this stuff should not be happening in this context. Um, and that's a different. I think that if if I were to guess, I would rather have Ray feel like I need to have confidence to go do this because I can do it. I don't need. Um, I don't need somebody to tell me how to do it. Whereas with Luke, it does feel like Luke is coming from a, from a standpoint where like he needs a lot of guidance. And I, but I'm saying that in a positive way. I think that those messages are actually really good. Um, not that not that females don't need mentors. I'm not saying that, but that they're that the fight against the perception of what the good old boys club was is important mm -hmm. enough to combat that with a character who needs more confidence. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, now, I, I hear that. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is that like the, the message of women having confidence is a reflection on the Me Too movement. Like we're telling women to be uh, more confident in their and themselves and so it's like they can uh leave situations that i don't know how to describe yeah, yeah, yeah. situations well, uh, in this moment well, I, <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's like, fine that's fine situations, I guess, and, and by the way this, yeah. I, again I, i'm speaking um i'm speaking from somebody who's trying to right, understand the story but um right yeah i think 
I don't mean that in a in a yeah yeah no 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 I, like I, trying to understand the idea. yeah totally so yeah. I, I'm 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 wondering if so I'll just use Captain Marvel because it's a very good example of the mentor character if it's Jude Law is full on mm -hmm. like Me Too problem right like like he like his his whole life goal is to get her not to become the thing that she should be the thing that she's right. not only worthy of being. But um, the thing that we want to see her become, and yeah. I can almost, I can, you can almost like pluck a Harvey Weinstein story out and be like, oh, that's kind of you want this job, then you got to deal with me. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's hmm. it's it's very ugly and dirty, and I don't like it. But to say but even the even the not even necessarily that, just to a lesser extent, just your everyday average business world that is hmm. you know largely run by men you know, um, who, who are, get promoted and, um, move through the ranks through assertiveness and aggression and confidence. Um, there's kind of that implicit when they're not qualified to, right? Yeah, when they have exactly, qualified exactly. candidates that are like, actually, yeah, she's way better. So what are we doing here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if that's, mm. um, I don't know if that's the case or not. Are, are we trying to break down are we trying to break down systems that have historically benefited a group of people, a type of people based on demographic makeup? Are we trying to break down our perception of those systems and go, "What this system exists, but it shouldn't? Um, I think hmm. that if that's true, I would agree with it being true. And I would want those messages to get out to um, women, well, women of all ages, but especially even young women and say, if you're getting, if, so for example, let's say with Luke, right? If you're playing video games in your basement and the thing is you just need to, you just need to get out of your house and like go do something, then a message for, for somebody that fits the message that Luke is given, um, I think is good. If, if the message is not so much like, hey, you're not playing video games in your basement, you're actually doing really amazing stuff, but the message that you here told to you is, well, you really won't make it because, you're a woman. It's like that's horrible. Like we should we should counter that message with something different. And so I'm wondering if those these stories are attempting to do that uh, in a subtle way relative to where the characters find themselves. Um, but again, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but it's yeah, an interesting it's thing to think about. Can can we think of a is there a an example of a hero's journey or a a central hero that has had equal appeal to both men and women or is there are there heroes that that typically men are attracted to um and then some heroes that women are typically attracted to is that does that question make sense um well there's always a question of representation too right because there's always a question of like do you see yeah. yourself in the stories um yeah, not just representation but just the the nature of the story itself i guess um the, the yeah. themes that are are expressed in the story mm. um you know it, i don't know that's, that's an interesting question because like so let's just take me for example uh, uh as a male um I like Ray's character way better than I like Luke's character. <laughs> um, in fact, from the moment that we encountered Ray, I'm like, oh, I love, I love Ray's character. Ray's character mm -hmm. is, I feel like, um, I feel like Ray's character is, and maybe, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. My one of my 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 three favorite characters, just for for reference, are uh, in Star Wars, are the Mandalorian. <laughs> See, he's my favorite now. Okay. Um, it was going to be Boba Fett, but of course, Boba Fett never really did anything, and the Mandalorian yeah. does a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> um, so, Mandalorian number one, then uh, Han Solo number two, Ray number three. Um, oh. And by the way, Ray probably could have achieved number two if that whole sequel trilogy hadn't gotten kind of some identity issues. Um, but uh, that's a whole different conversation. That's... Um, <laughs> but so I love Ray's character, and I, and I kind of love these characters, obviously, that are in some ways a little bit of an anti-hero or not the hero that the hero that's not living into the accepted structure or the accepted system, and is, and is rather saying, I'm not, I'm not doing what everybody else wants me to do. I'm kind of going to do it this way. And all three of those characters do that, and I really like that. I really 
um, like that message that the systems that we build inherently because they're built by humans are not perfect systems. And so therefore, sometimes we must come in and say, this system isn't right and I'm gonna change the system. Um, so I like, I resonate more with Ray's journey than I do with Luke's hmm. journey, but I don't know. As, as a as a uh, as a loser myself, I'd probably identify more with Luke. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think everyone's everyone's favorite character in the original is Han Solo. I, I think everyone just thinks Han Solo is so cool, and I I love Han Solo. Um, mm. I think Luke's story and his process um, is is something that I identify with, especially the the, the kind of the, like the fear of of becoming your father or the fear of, you know, the sins being passed down from the father is something I also mm. resonate with deeply. Mm. Um, and so I, it's like, it's so funny because Luke's not necessarily a character you aspire to be, you know, but you, mm. and I think you identify with him in a lot of ways, at least I do. Um, and so that's what, I think that's what has always kind of resonated with me is mm. seeing myself and Luke in a lot of ways. That's really fascinating. Well, first of all, I think it's you. Re you mentioned um, representation, Jay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the there are so many more male examples than there are female examples mm -hmm. to pinpoint uh, totally. and look at for sure. And I had a conversation recently with some friends where I, uh, all guys and me, mm -hmm. and um, I only say that because we were talking about women versus men and representation mm. and everything mm. and they're like yeah i don't want to like that movie's not really interesting to me i don't really identify with anybody and i'm like you don't identify because it's a it's a female like do you <laughs> right. understand like how many movies i watch that i have to identify with the male protagonist like it's right. not a, it's not about whether or not it's a male or female it's about like the journey that they go on and like the qualities that they exhibit mm. um and i think for a long time like and I wonder if for you all, if you feel like that has affected you at all, like you've seen so much male representation that it makes it a little bit harder to view story um, more about like what the character goes through versus mm -hmm. uh, that being a male or a female. Um, but that's a sidetrack. I, I would say Princess Leia actually is mm -hmm. the person that I would identify the most with is like she has a goal. She goes after the goal. She does get captured, but even you know her rescue yes she needed somebody to like open that one door but once she's out that door she is very active <laughs> right. a part of that rescue mission um and she's sarcastic about the rescue mission from the get-go so i love that well sure. I, I think some of the problem that that i'm trying to describe or articulate mm. comes out of the representation issue because mm. i think that like it's almost kind of like we white males expect to see themselves on screen. Um, whereas I don't think that uh, people of color, um, females, they they don't have that expectation the way that, so so for example, if you apply that to Luke and to Ray, it's kind of like we're telling, we're telling all of the Rays out there, you should expect to see yourself. Why are, why are you doubting yourself? You should expect and demand that you should be on screen. Whereas we're telling the Luke's like, don't be an idiot. Of course you're going to be on screen. Just figure it out, right? Like, I, and I and I and again, I I, I could be wrong, and I'm not, I could be not seeing it that way. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think that it's been historically a well. Two two points here. One, I do think that women have had historically have gotten the short end of the stick on lead characters. There's no question about that. There's there's not even. There's not even a question of whether or not that's true. Like it is yeah. true. Go go count the number of lead female characters there are, especially in science fiction, fantasy, and comic book stuff. There's far fewer. Right? Yes. Um, yes. So there's <laughs> the, the the statistics are there. Um, and so I feel like uh, it, like you're saying, Victoria, like you've had to try and see yourself in the other in the male characters. Let's say. Yeah. Um, I Go for it. And maybe not even try. It's just like, I've always watched these films. So it's never been a question. It's never like, oh, I have right. to find something to identify with. It's like, I mean, when I first saw Star Wars, I was like, yeah, Luke, like, I get that. I'm like <laughs> right. you, you know? Right. Um, so for me, I don't feel like it was as much of a learning curve because it's just like, that's where I was thrown in. Totally. Uh, but I wondered if it it's different for you gentlemen. I well, think it, 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 I, 
I think the the example of the Hunger Games is really good because I mm. I um that was not uh, that wasn't jarring to me at all. I watched it and um, it, it didn't even occur to me honestly that that you don't even think about the fact that she's a female character mm. um, necessarily. I mean, it's a very straightforward hero's journey, uh, very similar to Star Wars and a lot of the beats. I think, um, and I, I don't think I, I started noticing it until I, I. It seems like they started to take heroines and and make the the journey more of a a a, uh, a female a specifically female journey as opposed to a generic um hero's journey with a female lead does that make sense yeah uh tell me more about that like what do you think made it more of a female journey than just a a hero's journey yeah um if you have any thoughts on that yeah i think just just kind of what i I alluded to with the um, the difference in being uh, one of of self discovery um, rather than um, learning to um, uh, grow into something new or something different. Hmm. Um, that's that's what struck me at least as as something that was uniquely feminine to me. Um, Interesting. And I don't know. Uh, but but it's same time it all mixes into it because there is an element to Luke's story too where he he doesn't realize that he's a Skywalker and he's discovering his power as well and he so has the force he yeah has the force and he doesn't know it so his journey is one of self discovery too mm -hmm. um, so I don't know I don't know I'm just I I'm just thinking out loud here I don't know yeah yeah but it's it it does seem like um, I I think that there is a, a lot of cultural forces in in play where. There is a sense to where there are some characters that are are written to very specifically make a statement about where we're at as a culture, mm -hmm. um, and and um, be a um, uh, a rebuke to a lot of the you know the the patriarchal um, things that we see today that that women have to deal with every day, and so I think there's an element. I don't know, just at least more recently, maybe in the last five years ago, it seems it seems like there's more of it, that element present in some of these um, these heroine stories. So let me ask let me ask this question because this this is uh, there's a couple of things that I want to explore here as it relates to and this is maybe maybe not so much hero's journey as just what we talk when we talk about lead characters in general and the way the lead characters are handled, but uh there there's a bunch of criticism for people trying to compare uh captain marvel to um to uh wonder, wonder woman. woman yeah um but i'm just going to go on record as saying i mean i compare superman to batman all the time it doesn't mean that we shouldn't compare captain marvel to superman uh, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't compare her to batman i'm just for the sake of saying female characters, I'm going to compare yes. the two. Um, Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. Did you resonate with one of those movies over the other movie? And and, and do you know why? Uh, uh, personally, mm. as a as an audience member, I enjoyed Wonder Woman more. Ah. Um, so that's a hard question for me to answer just because I prefer one movie over the other. Right. Um, right. <laughs> as for like identifying, oof, I, I appreciated that Wonder Woman felt like, uh, like a hero's journey mm. with a, a woman. Whereas, mm. uh, Captain Marvel for me felt very much like it was, it had a message of, of, women being strong and i absolutely agree that women are strong and that mm -hmm. um i believe that emotions for men or women like that is a powerful tool that we are all given and that we should use that tool but um I, it felt very messagey to me so it was a little bit harder mm -hmm. for me to encounter the story and the characters and just i mean it's the story of a woman who isn't in in contact with her emotions or like is trying to tamp them down and for mm -hmm. me as a moviegoer I I want to see a lead character who is passionate and driven mm. and going after a goal and doing everything within their power to get that goal. And when you are given a protagonist 
who is not emotional and you don't see that just from a story perspective, it's harder for me to connect with that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. What about you, Joel? Yeah. Did you did you find one movie or the other movie? I I enjoyed uh, similar to you, um, Victoria. I enjoyed Wonder Woman a lot more, uh, just as a mm -hmm. movie. I, I thought it was a, a more well made film. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a <laughs> I, I'm going to skip tracks a little bit, but there's a a movie that just came to mind that I feel like does this really really mm. well. It's the movie Tangled. Mm. Angled is classic hero's journey, mm. um, and she is uh, she is dead set on this goal of seeing the lights. And and um, what what is interesting though is her as the central heroine, her, the 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 catalyst that sets the story in motion, who also kind of turns out to be her mentor, Flynn Rider, is also kind of her love interest. So there's there's this element where, you know, there's this mentor presence there, but she falls in love with the mentor. Which that's another thing. That's another element to hero stories. It's there's there's you don't often see a a heroine um, as a central role in a story that doesn't fall in love in some way or another. You know, that's, mm. that's almost like it's just it, it's like comes with the territory. It seems with these stories. The trope um, of the genre to to a certain genre, degree. And the one exception being Moana. Um, classic hero's journey where she doesn't fall in love and that that was very celebrated specifically for that reason that you know yeah. here you have the central heroine who um it's not all just about the love interest mm. um, and so i just i think it's interesting um do you think that our our stories are moving in in this different direction or do you just think it's this cultural moment that we just happen to be in now uh where we're maybe pushing it back against some of these tropes or um what do you think about that? Hmm. I don't know. So a couple, a couple thoughts really quick, because we just talked about Frozen on the podcast. And I wasn't on the main podcast, but I just did a separate video on it because I had the questions. And I thought, well, I'll answer these questions. But one of the things about Frozen that I thought was really fascinating relative to the journeys the characters take was that at the end of the day, um, Frozen doesn't get enough credit for this probably, but Frozen is all about community. And you'll notice that um, all of the villains are trying to draw people out of community and out of intimacy, um, whether it's an internal sort of um, like Elsa's internal problem of trying to trying to relate but can't relate because she's supposed to you know um, keep all of her power at bay, um, versus Anna who is attracted to somebody that she shouldn't be attracted to because he's just trying to pull one over on her the entire time. And all of that is to draw them back into community. And the love that is the story there is more about uh, the love of the, uh, and friendship of the community than it is any sort of romantic love, which I think is done really, really well. So I like I like it when I like it when tropes are completely broken. I like it when we don't get a message that is. Um, so this will lead me to my second point. I also liked Wonder Woman a lot better, um, but that was not true of a lot of people on on Twitter. The reason I compare the two is because they're both female characters. They're both based on comic book characters. They're both um, really strong female characters. Uh, I liked both movies. I think Wonder Woman kind of did it better, did the whole story better. I think that um, she was easier to relate to as a character. Uh, and it was easier to see why she was. She also had a very altruistic reason. for Wonder Woman has the best message in a comic book movie that you will ever find like <laughs> um we, we're doing this because we should love other people like that's amazing right uh and so i think that um so i think stories will always be things that society the individuals are dealing with relative to the society and an externalization of the feelings the emotions what we go through when we're dealing with the world around us and and a message to try and figure out how should we act what um what uh perils exist for us to look out for um things that we'll need to overcome in life i think all of those things are always embedded in the stories that we tell and so i just think that we get little bits of different nuances i think that some films this is one of the things that I like to talk about a lot. It's one of the most passionate, one of my biggest passions about storytelling. 
is that one of the biggest things with stories is that oftentimes, instead of trying to explore the topic in depth, we actually just create a propaganda piece. And if we don't see multiple angles, we don't see how the other person's dealing with it, how different types of people would deal with the same situation, how different characters in the same story deal with the situation, then it can become sort of more of a propaganda film and it just lacks nuance, right? Um, so I do think that that's the one cautionary thing as to how do we make sure all of our stories have a lot of nuance. Um, and that's kind of a trickier thing to do, especially these days with the, the budgets of things and just <laughs> needing to get a movie out. Maybe kind of what I'm getting from all this is that this isn't necessarily about a man's story versus a female story, you know, masculine versus feminine. This is about true, true to life stories. Yes. Um, regardless of what the reality is, it's got yep. to reflect the truth. It's got to tell the truth yep. about about life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, like uh, the the the. The more nuanced your storytelling is, the better that message will resonate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, which I think it, it'll resonate with more people for because they see they see, even if they aren't represented on screen, they can see themselves on screen. I feel yeah. I feel represented on screen by Gal Gadot in or Gal Gadot in um, in Wonder Woman. I feel represented by her on screen because I think that she has, despite my despite my favorite character being Batman. Batman's reason for doing what he does and creating order and fighting corruption is not as altruistic as Wonder Woman's. And so as, as a person of faith, I go, I actually think Wonder Woman's more on the right track with this than, than Batman is, you know? Um, and so I love that. I love that kind of thing. So I hope you see more and more of it. Wonder Woman is somebody to aspire to. Batman might be a little bit more close for me at least very true very very true like i'm not gonna pretend i'm like perfectly altruistic or anything yeah. like that so i think that's a good way with with your with your quote joel about trying to find where the truth is in mm-hmm. this let's just go ahead and end the podcast there because i think that's absolutely true whether or not the hero heroine's journey is any sort of different we'll just pose that question to our audience and see what they think um, but Victoria, where can people, where can people find you and, and the stuff you're working on? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I would go to Instagram at Torribellius, T-O-R-I-B-E-L-L-I-O-U-S. Nice. And I also produce with Screen 14 Pictures. You can find us on YouTube and Instagram. Awesome. And by the way, this is a cool story and the, the, uh, that I'll tell. We are in the, so Victoria's part of our storytelling brain trust mm-hmm. here at the Reclamation Society. We, Yay. yes, it's so cool to have you on board, by the way. Um, I love doing it. It was, it was such a cool first meeting, but um, so one of the things that Victoria said was, she, she goes, cause I was as a producer and as a writer, I was, I had a story, all the stories, all the characters in the story are fairly, um, they're, 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 they're grimy characters, right? And mm-hmm. so I wanted to be careful about representing them in a certain in a, in a negative way and one of the things that victoria one of the pieces of feedback that victoria gave us was i think your lead character should be female and um she's it is now a female character oh, yay. yeah which is awesome so i appreciate that i appreciate that victoria Thank, i'm glad to hear that though i will put out there i'm that's not going to be my advice for every story. Ever. Totally, totally. <laughs> I'm not totally. just a like, where's your female representative? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I always, I always appreciate the challenge because I'm always trying to think through that and how that mm-hmm. could work, and and uh, and it and it can. I think it can be challenging. One of the one, so this is last last soapbox thing I'll say. I think it can be challenging to ask people who are. Um, it's not impossible. It's challenging to ask like male writers to write female characters, the better thing to do is to ask a female writer to write a female character. So not only do we need more representation on screen, and I know I'm not saying this is not, I'm, I'm not a hero for saying this, lots of people have said this already, but mm-hmm. we need more representation in our writing rooms and in our uh, places that we're, where we're telling the stories. So just- Well, I, I think yeah. it, uh, it, on top of that, us men have, just don't understand women whatsoever. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I'm here's the thing. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I do think. I do think the that that's very married to my beautiful wife. The, the more I realize, I don't know. 
yeah. One of the things I think is so fascinating when we talk about female characters is that I have had a lot of influence from a lot of different kinds of women. And this is the this is the issue with stereotypical characters as well, right? Like, I will tell you that, like, if you looked at what they did in life, and you looked at my mom and my dad, you would say, oh, the, the gender roles are standard. Mm -hmm. But if you looked at how they actually dealt with the world and how they actually thought about the world and how um, and 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 the emotions that they portrayed to people and how those worked. Uh, they were flip-flopped what you would assume the gender roles to be. So I didn't yeah. grow up with an expectation of like, well, women must be this way because my mom wasn't that way. Like that yeah. wasn't a thing. Um, although although my, my, my granny way more fit the traditional gender roles, right? So, so we, we can't be too stereotypical. I know you weren't saying that, Joel, so I'm, this is not a criticism of what you're saying. But I'm just, I'm just reflecting as a writer of, like, you can mm -hmm. think about the influences you have in your life and write those characters because that's how that, oh, yeah, that's right. The stereotype yeah. would be for them to do this, but that person wouldn't do this, you know? Yeah, I I absolutely agree that it's incredibly important to have more females represented in the writer's room, in the producer's room, on every aspect mm. of any kind of um, production and also on screen as well. But that means having those female characters. And one of the things that when I talk to, um, typically I hear this from men that it's mm. hard to write women mm. um and the thing that i would say to that is don't think about it as like you're writing a woman or a man because when you sit down and write a man you're not like i'm gonna write a man you, you just <laughs> you know right, this is a dude so this is what yeah. this means and like and because then what are you going to turn out what are you going to get the rock like dwayne johnson not every man is dwayne johnson you know like we have these ideas of what it means to be masculine and feminine instead when you're sitting down to write a character whether it's male or female start thinking about like what character traits does this person have what um formed those character traits in this person and then as the story goes, you know, um, I do believe a lot of the time a character could be male or female. Mm. Uh, I don't necessarily think that like men have kind of like a corner on certain character traits and women have mm. the corner on certain. And I'm not saying that you do believe that um, mm. either way, but like, yeah, like think about it more like, okay, this is, these are the character traits. This is how they're going to serve the story and all of that. And then kind of, go from there and and not worry so much about um uh the gender you know or sex of the individual i mean when you really think about it we we all have elements of what we, you might consider traditional masculine and mm. feminine you know, oh I, absolutely yeah i have feminine aspects yeah. to my personality you know quote unquote feminine aspects to my personality and masculine you know we are, we're all a mixture and when mm -hmm. you start when yeah. you kind of brush away the, the, you know, the gender of the person and you start with the, their character qualities, it's that, I, that really frees you up to just rank them however they should be, right? Yeah. Really yeah. One of the things I've noticed, because yeah. I, I, I agree, I totally agree with that. One of the things I've noticed is that um, what tends to happen with people's perception is that people are looking for information in order to understand why something is occurring in a story. And I, th I tend to think that mm -hmm. stories are basically um, an exploration of an issue and then all mm -hmm. the whys that you have to answer that led to that being the case, right? Mm. And when you don't have a compelling why, then it's a coincidence and all of a sudden it's like the coincidence feels totally wrong. Um, but one of the things that I have thought about is that a lot of times it's not it's not whether or not the character is male, female, African-American, white, whatever, but rather it is the writer or the storyteller not providing a why for what the character is doing and the audience bringing their preconceived biases to that character right. and going, that character would never yeah. do that because they've do brought that. something they to it. Yeah. Right. right. So, but if you provide a why yeah. for that, why that character would do that, the, the audience will go along with it almost every single time. They'll go like, oh, okay. Yes. So I think that, um, that that's one way to counter that, like, oh, that, that, that's, that, that the character doesn't feel right or whatever. 
Yeah, that's great advice and just a great perspective on storytelling. It is our responsibility as the writer to provide those wise and it's yeah. like the a joy and also incredibly difficult <laughs> totally 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 you're like but i i need this to happen but... <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly right well joel thank you for first of all presenting this as a topic for us fascinating discussion really good yeah. discussion um tell us a little bit about where we can find you um, yeah, so I have a, uh, I have a little, so I write for the Babylon Bee. I also have my own little satire site called the Petty Prophet. So the Petty mm -hmm. Prophet is where you'll find all the stuff that doesn't make it on the battle. So the less funny stuff from the, this is, I'm selling this <laughs> um, But uh, my website is thepettyprophet.com. So it's P-R-O-P-H-E-T.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, Joel W. Barry. It's B-E-R-R-Y. Um, and uh, on the Petty Prophet, you'll find some satire, you'll find some serious op-ed stuff. And then in the future, that's where I'm going to start releasing some chapters of my book uh, when I when I start. Nice. That. So, Fantastic. So that's we'll awesome. See, we'll see what where that goes. But uh, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you both for joining me. And thanks for a fascinating discussion. I loved every minute of it. And I appreciate you both. So thanks. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jay.